Joining me now in studio, he is the constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com. He is Serbian reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Dayon, when Tennessee got COVID, you wanted the Titans to forfeit. How do you feel now that the Steelers have COVID among their ranks? Well, the Tennessee Titans had an outbreak, and then after that went and sneaked off to a college campus to conduct clandestine practices and violated every rule under the sun. So they're hardly comparable situations. The Steelers have one player come down. Uh, I don't like the way the NFL has its rule set up where guys are tested on Sunday morning, but you don't get the test back until Monday morning. Makes no sense. Well, right, but I thought the Steelers could have used common sense, And then too. I was going to say that, and I've criticized the Steelers but, in print for not showing common sense. Me too. Me when too. I have, mean, yeah. when, when Vance McDonald came to the facility with cold-like symptoms Friday, mm-hmm. it was stupid to take him to Dallas and no rationale. Uh, suffices, even though technically they did not break the NFL's COVID they protocol. They didn't, and and and, and I, you know, Mike Tomlin's response to it was, "Well, we just he basically just punted it off to New York and to the NFL, and we followed protocol." Sorry, that's just not good enough. Uh, there had to be some logic that went into that. Let's see. Well, we sent him out of there on Friday. He's got some symptoms of something. Was it really that urgent that he board that plane on Saturday? And risk everything else, considering. And, and, and I hate sit to say next this. To ben Roethlisberger. I, yeah, I was gonna see you're all you're beating me to all this stuff, but that's you hate to think in terms like that because you know all human life, blah blah blah, and everything. Else, but he's sitting next, to, even well, yeah, if it's from and, a football and, and, perspective. And ain't none of these guys gonna die anyway. This is about what's best for the team, and what would have been best for the team would have been to leave anybody home who displayed any symptoms on Friday, let alone the guy who sits next to Ben. That's it. I don't think it was handled particularly well by the Steelers, but I do think there's some tightening that needs to happen at the NFL level. Was it also stupid to not kick that field goal to go up eight with under a minute left at Dallas? Yes. Um, I... That Are you thing surprised happened? at the amount of debate over Mark, this? Because no, I think uh, it's right or wrong. Well, that's because they won. Well, uh, and that's, that, that, let's not pretend oh, that right, that doesn't they had lost, It would yeah, have been the wrong been move the worst, to everybody. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. That that's the way these things end up getting colored one one direction or the other for the most part. Um, I, that thing happened right in front of me, and I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that they were out there going for fourth and one. Never mind. Again, even if James Conner makes that first down, it's still the wrong play. It's still the wrong play. It's still the wrong call. Um, no, you don't get up on Dallas by two scores, but you force an offense that shouldn't have been able to do anything to get a touchdown and a two-point conversion instead of what nearly happened. The Steelers had trouble with kick protection. That was Tomlin's excuse for not kicking that field Which goal. Which they did. They did. No, no, no question. But why did it last the whole game? Why couldn't the coaches fix it? Well, I asked Mike Tomlin that uh, when I was down there in Dallas. Why did he see something that the Cowboys were doing specifically to Cameron Kennedy, their their long snapper? Because that's where it looked like all the trouble was. And if so, why he didn't do anything about it? His response was that, yes, they were doing something. And no, he didn't want to do anything about it in the middle of the game because he felt like that would throw everybody's rhythm off oh, and that's risk nonsense. another double thud. That's nonsense. That's his answer to me. You're, you're shaking your head at me here as if it was my explanation. I asked the question. He gave the answer. That was his answer. You were answer. too accepting of that answer. Oh, was I now? You didn't even hear it. The Zoom calls, you get muted the moment you ask the questions. You have no idea how, how accepting I was or whatever. Well, I but don't watch he, the Zoom call anyway. Okay, I, well, that's how that works. I asked the question. He gave the answer. Uh, I couldn't. 
begin to comprehend it to address that here. Okay, I, I couldn't begin to comprehend why he wouldn't make a change. Uh, your long snapper literally has one job. You know, <laughs> I mean, tell him to adjust something, or well, if, or the if officials... it's blocking, adjust your scheme, adjust yeah. your gaps, adjust something. Right, but adjust it right then adjust and there, it right then so and you there. can kick that field. His goal. response was that they we're going to go back in the lab on Monday. So. I presume that they did, but going back in the lab over over kick protection. I, I, yeah, I, I just I didn't understand. One size that. fits all. Every team does it the same, well, and the that's why, honestly, what, Dejan. Yeah. and this is taking it too far. That's why I don't trust Tomlin let's presume to make too. the let's, right decision in a big situation. Let's say that the Cowboys were doing something illegal and making contact with candidate, which is something that I suspected in watching it, 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 it as it happened. Then work the officials. Do something. You know, we're going to get back in the lab on Monday, you know? Wouldn't it be great if Mason Rudolph had to play Sunday? Mason Rudolph against Joe Burrow, it would be a dream matchup. I'd take Duck against the Bengals again. Oh, don't start with that. <laughs> Duck should never step on a National Football you're League field only, again. You're not the only one who can tweak in these conversations. He's uh, I, I don't want to see Mason Rudolph out there uh, unless the Steelers are blowing them out. Um, I, oh, it'd be fun. Who cares? I do. Why? Because oh, it'd be fun. It'd be best for business, right? It would be fun. Mason Rudolph, the way he's been so maligned by the fan base, you know, he ain't that good, but he ain't that bad. No, no, no he's not. Uh, I, I, I need to see this offense start putting together something resembling consistency, Mark. Um, you know, it's one thing. Well, for, and part of that would be to have a commitment to the run. And to have more balance. I well, think that would add to the consistency. Let me throw this out. In addition to what you said about commitment to the run, you can also have commitment to the running back. One thing about in, in, uh, at AT&T Stadium, you, your press box is in the end zone, and you've watched games from end zones where you can see running holes, so you know what I'm talking about. Yep. It's a totally different perspective. It's a different way to watch football. It's the way they're playing it. James Conner had holes in the first quarter. James Conner, other than one carry – hit those holes, and then all of a sudden, James Conner was standing on a sideline while Benny Snell and Anthony McFarlane came out. You know I, what I'm, I didn't get it. He's supposed to be the bell cop. Well, he, but he, he wasn't, They and he wasn't hurt, obviously, since he returned for the fourth quarter in that fateful run we were just talking about. So what were they doing? Were they trying to uh, spell guys, take it easy on them because it was an inferior opponent? Uh, establish their will that they could run with anybody? Did they get impatient with James after a couple runs that didn't produce much? I'm not pinning the running on James Conner. I'm not pinning the lack of running on the coaches. That was primarily on very poor run blocking by the offensive line. To me, it was the defining trait of the football game from the Steelers' perspective. However, however, if you have Conner and he's your number one guy, don't take him out in a second series. What are you doing? We're talking today's on Kovacevic. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill, American Eatery and Bar. Why can't the Steelers stop the run? Is it because Devin Bush is hurt? Is it that simple? I know that Hilton and Alualu figure in, but I figure Bush is the biggest part. I think Alualu is. I, I really do. When you see the lanes that have been missed uh, by Isaiah Bugs, uh, I mean, even mentioning Henry Mondo, I, I don't even know that he should be in the mix there. Um, I'll tell you, the guy who actually played pretty well, though, when he came in, and nobody's really talking about it, was Carlos Davis. Uh, he's, of course, the, the six-rounder from this, this past class. Came, came out there and showed some good quickness, good pursuit, and some smarts, too. And that's the thing that Bugs 
has completely been missing. He hasn't held his lane. He hasn't stayed patient. He thinks he's out there to, to be mean Joe Green on every play and go for the sack. And that's not really what the role is in the Steelers' 3-4 alignment. So what do they have to do to stop the run? They need to get Alu Alu back. Uh, Hilton will help. But can I throw out an idea here? Go ahead. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with putting Alex Highsmith out there? I mean, they used a three outside linebacker arrangement in Baltimore. Have you seen Highsmith's numbers in only ninety-five snaps this now, year? Now, hold it. If you play the three outside backers, who plays where? It doesn't matter. They've been moving around anyway, and they did that in Baltimore. Well, it does matter. So, who plays where? Well, you 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 can bounce Bud to the inside. You can have TJ on the inside. They, they've been rolling around anyway, all yeah, but, over the but place. TJ had a quiet game against Dallas. Do you want to take him? The less comfortable I, turf, I less don't. familiar turf. I don't, but they were moving him around down there, too. So I'm what, just saying... What, what about just playing Avery Williamson and how see about, how they do with him in there? They, they might very well do that. But all I'm saying is that ultimately, what I'd like to see by the time the playoffs come around, let's have your best 11 athletes out there. Let's have your best 11 football players. It's up to the defensive coordinator to figure out where to put them. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, I wasn't surprised the run defense struggled these last two games because not only were you missing key components, mm-hmm. but you're playing two pretty good teams running the ball. About but 409 combined yards. No, no, it, it's, it's too much. And the much Ravens sure. didn't have their number one running back, and Ezekiel Elliott could barely move. Well, J.K. Dobbins is their number one running Dobbins back. Dobbins was good. and haven't pa- figured that out yet. Right. Dobbins was good, and Pollard was good for Dallas. There's no question about that. They also blocked very well. But 409 yards well, well, on well, the ground. Well, to move on, what surprised me was why was the pass rush relatively quiet against Dallas only two sacks and that Gilbert guy had some time and room he did okay he did uh he threw them a curve and they were talking about this afterward he threw them a curve by getting out of the pocket I think he threw them a curve by not sucking I think he threw them a curve by existing okay yeah, he, <laughs> no was, he was that he, he was okay before that he, and he, he played wasn't well terrible he looked very confident didn't he yeah, uh, when he when he got well, out, well, time and space will do that. He got out of the pocket, and that was something uh, that uh, Minka Fitzpatrick was saying after the game that they they just really hadn't seen coming because there's no film on the guy. He had like six lifetime NFL passes, uh, so he was able to he was able to do some things. But you know what I saw, Mark, and no one's going to want to hear this. I watched the game again after flying home. I saw guys look tired. I saw guys that were fatigued up front, and I and I'm not. Well, not the defense the whole... has been on the field a lot in some games. They have, and they were out a lot against Baltimore. And everyone talks about the Baltimore effect, and it well, goes Tennessee. In reverse. They were out there a lot against Tennessee, yeah, and I and, think that's where this started to go. Maybe and, Downhill's too strong you, a term. When but... you see guys who you know, who you know, have the heart and the will to be going 110 percent on every snap, when you're talking about uh, TJ, Bud, Cam, Stefan, you're seeing these guys not have that extra oomph to it, there's something that's off there. And I, I really think that if that sounds like I'm making excuses for them, so be it. I, I, that's what I saw. Are the Steelers a shaky 8-0? No. 
Is there such a thing? Uh, no, 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 seriously. They are, though. It's uh, yeah. I look at the Dallas game. I remember back to the Denver game. There's some great wins, but the Giants game. Yeah, they could have lost to some really yes. bummy teams. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I refer, referring to the Steelers all the time in my columns as as a as the perfectly imperfect team. Uh, they they they're doing things right now to win games, which is a trait, which is commendable, and that's why Tomlin is being careful after these games, and rightly so, to not rip anybody. You know what I'm saying? He he, you have you as a as a coach or manager in any sport have very little to gain from ripping your team after they come back to win. You know, it's a great way to lose the group. That said, they they tell me. Tell me this. Would you agree with this? One game this season was complete. Cleveland. And even that, they took their foot off the gas in the second half. But yeah, at least that I understood. But, but, yeah, but that was, I mean, that was a victory formation type of taking your foot off the gas. Uh, it wasn't a collapse like what you saw in Nashville. Um, they're, they need to do a handful of things, individual facets of the game, better. They really do. I think they need to extend their passing game. It needs to get deeper. They need to be better at run blocking. They need to now get back to defending the run again. I have no idea, Mark, what happened to their special teams in Dallas, other than the Cowboys looked like they came loaded for bear. Uh, and again, there are two teams. Well, yeah, and they out tried there. the tricky stuff that and it worked. that and it worked. that went to the field lateral, and that was good stuff. I'm surprised the teams in desperate straits don't try stuff like that more often. Uh, looking ahead, which game will the Steelers lose? And would it relieve some pressure to not be undefeated? I'm not looking for a a, a reason you want to lose or yeah. to celebrate a loss when it occurs. But if they get to like 10-0, especially they would beat Baltimore to be 11-0, then people would start bringing up the 72 Dolphins. And yeah. a certain pressure it, does it, come not with there. that. It's not there now, though. I mean, the whole thing still feels kind of weird. Because I think part of the reason for that is, Mark, they've been leaving these stadiums feeling like crap. And you can see it in their in their body language, and you can hear it in their voices when they're doing these interviews with us in the stadiums. They're they're not celebrating. They're not other than the Baltimore game, which they were really gung ho about because of the outcome. They're not super excited about this, so it's not like they're feeling like they're on top of the world in the first place. The game that I think they could lose this week, I really do. I don't think they will. I think I don't think so either. If but Ben I think plays, they could. I think they win handily. I think Dallas will have served as a wake up call for these next two Cincinnati's games. Cincinnati's offensive line is terrible, but so was Dallas's, and they found a way to keep back a tired, tired front seven. If Cincinnati can do that, we've seen the stuff that Joe Burrow, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon are doing right now for the Bengals. Uh, one quick thing before we wrap this up: the NHL is pondering plans to return to play. I think Bettman's going to talk about that some tomorrow. Yeah. But why would the owners approve that if tickets can't be sold? I don't understand. He, if he's, if, he's if so... you start playing without being able to sell tickets, there's no it guarantees the teams lose money. Right. It's it's a it's a it's a deadlock certainty, and he's already talking because he had a he had a thing this week where he he spoke at some function with other commissioners and said that they're talking about doing the, like these divisional mini bubbles for 10, 12 days and then let everybody go home. You know what, Gary, let it go, man. Okay, all the other leagues are finding a way to get around and play home games. You can too. You're not going to bat a 1,000 just because you did it in Toronto and Edmonton. Okay, at some point or other, you got to start getting back to you know, something or just don't do it because you can't pay the salaries, the full salaries of NHL players on – 10% attendance or 0% attendance. You can't, you just can't even do, do it. You can't even do it on 50% you attendance. You can't. I believe that. 
It's a different league. It's a different set of circumstances. Well, Gary Bettman wants to start playing, but it's not his money. He's not playing. He's not owning. It's not his money. He gets paid his salary, period. That's Dejan Kovacevic. It's now time to ask Mark anything. And you do that by dialing 412-333-WXDX. Call now and ask Mark anything.